Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. An ultrasound is your first opportunity to meet your baby face-to-face. It can also provide important information about your child's growth and development. But are ultrasounds really safe? And what typically happens during the procedure? I'm Michelle Perez, a perinatal sonographer and owner of First Hello, a company providing mobile 3D and 4D ultrasound services to expecting mothers and their loved ones. And this is Preggy Pals, episode 87. Um, is that a plus sign? Pink or blue? Hospital or home birth? What type of food should I be eating? I think I just peed myself. I'm pregnant and I have to exercise. What pregnancy glow? Wait, was that a contraction? <laughs> Gotta make these pants fit. I've got kinkles. What do you mean there's more than one? You've got the symptoms and now you've got the support you need for a happy nine months. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. Welcome to Preggy Pals, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Preggy Pals is your weekly online on-the-go support group for expecting parents and those hoping to become pregnant. I'm your host, Sunny Galt. Would you like bonus content after each show, great giveaways, and discounts? Then join our Preggy Pals club, and you can visit our website, preggypals.com, for more information. Another way for you to stay connected is by downloading our free Preggy Pals app. It's available in the Android and iTunes marketplace, and by subscribing to our monthly newsletter. Newsletter. If you do not live in San Diego, but you would like to be a panelist on our show, you can still participate through our virtual panelist program. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter for a sneak peek of the questions we'll be exploring during our shows. And if you are on Twitter, use hashtag PreggyPalsVP, which stands for virtual panelist, and submit your comments for a chance to be on our show. And you can also ask our experts questions that way so you can participate in all of our conversations. We will also select one lucky winner to to win a free membership to the Preggy Pals Club. So before we get started with our show, let's meet some of the people here in the studio who are going to be having this lovely conversation with us. And let's start with Annie. Hi, my name is Annie, and I'm going to be starting in 2014, taking over hosting duties from Sunny for Preggy Pals. Yay! So I'm very happy that I could be here today. Uh, I'm here with my newborn, uh, Stella, and she is five days old. So if you hear little baby coos, that's what that is. Uh, I'm 35 years old. Uh, During the day, I am a uh, contracted military instructor. And I have two other children, a 16-month-old named Lucy and an eight-year-old named Clara. Okay, you guys know me, but I'll kind of do a brief introduction here. Um, my name is Sunny. I'm the host of the show. I also own New Mommy Media, which produces not only Preggy Pals, but Parent Savers, The Boob Group, and our new show, Twin Talks. And the reason we are launching Twin Talks is because I am pregnant with identical twin girls, and I have two little boys at home. Um, my boys are three years old and 18 months, so um, the girls kind of even the score. We got two and then two on the way <laughs> and then we're done <laughs> which is one of the reasons I need to hand this over to Annie I can't get pregnant again <laughs> and then okay so let's meet Michelle here in the studio Michelle is our expert for today's episode uh, tell us a little bit about yourself 
My name is Michelle Perez. I'm currently a fetal sonographer at UCSD Medical Center, and I also have my um, business, First Hello. Absolutely. And and you're a mom, too. And I'm a mom, too, definitely. I have a 12-year-old son, <laughs> very big, 12-year-old, still my baby, <laughs> and I do plan to have babies soon again. Yeah, because, and you recently got married. And I recently got married, Yeah, too, so you're still so. newlywed. That's soon. Sound familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. It was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. All right, before we get started with today's show, we are going to review a pregnancy app, and we like to do this for all of our listeners. I know a lot of you guys listen to Preggy Pals on our Preggy Pals app, so you guys are very app-friendly, and um, especially if this is your first time pregnancy. I know there's a lot of things you want to track and remember about your pregnancies, and so we want to help you out with that. The app we're reviewing today is called Baby Bump Pregnancy App. I know it's available on the iPhone. I believe it's on Android as well. There is a free version and a paid for version. I did not upgrade to the paid version. So you guys are going to get the short and sweet <laughs> today of of what the free version um, offers. But it is nice being a soon to be mom of um, twins. It does allow you to enter um, more than one baby if you're pregnant with twins or multiples. So that kind of appealed to me a little bit. Um, it does have a lot of stuff that some of the other apps have. Um, I think they're kind of gearing themselves to be a one-stop shop. So, you know, when you when you first log in, you know, immediately you can see what the baby's size is supposed to be right now, you know, if you're pregnant. And then it um, it gives me a fruit comparison. <laughs> it's a cantaloupe, I guess, now is what one of I my like babies is comparison. supposed to be. <laughs> I, you know, I, I work in an environment with guys and they don't get like weeks and, <laughs> you know, and any of that. You know? But if you so, said it's as big as a the cantaloupe. Baby is as big as a pineapple today. Yeah. So that, that they understand, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> um, it gives you what the baby's weight approximately should be and kind of like an image of kind of what the baby looks like. Those always crack me up. Um, also, you know, what your belly kind of might look like, which I don't know, that varies a lot. That's kind of dangerous territory. But it does talk about, you know, what's going on within your body. And all this is kind of on the main screen. And then you can kind of scroll around. Um, there's a section you can add your own photos. They do have a forum section, which I thought was helpful. And if you want to, to upgrade you can upgrade and do like the kick counter and um what's the what's the other big one oh the contraction timer i know michelle we were talking before the show started and you said they didn't have all these apps when I no, they never did i'm just so surprised to see everything on yeah you know app form on the iphone right do you think you would have used something like this i would i yeah. think it'll be helpful for me um 
I mean, all of us now mothers, I can see all have iPhones. Mm-hmm. It's such a very useful, you know, useful um, tool. Mm-hmm. And having an app there is just, it's very helpful. It's nice, yeah. too. It opens right up. I saw Sunny when I was looking on your phone to how many weeks pregnant you are, which when, you know, with my first, I knew down to like the minute and the second, you know, like, well, I conceived uh, 34 weeks ago. And, you know, like <laughs> anybody really wants to know that type of detailed information. Right. But, right. you know, as, as you have more children, I would forget all the time what week I was and exactly. people would ask me and I looked like an idiot you know, I'd, I'd, oh I'm pregnant gosh how did that happen <laughs> <laughs> but you know you can open up your iPhone and say oh immediately oh I'm 34 weeks I'm in my 34th week today if yep. the guys that I was working with the women know the women that I hang out with they, they understand remember. weeks yeah 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 they remember <laughs> um, like I said this does have ads in it so I don't know if you guys are fans of ads if you guys you know, would I'm sure when you upgrade, they call it Baby Bump Pro, um, then the ads go away. But it looks like there's some ads in here. So I think overall, I give this a thumbs up. What do you guys think? Thumbs up, yeah. Thumbs up. We recommend it to yeah, another thumbs parent. Up, definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. For most pregnant women, ultrasounds are a common part of your prenatal care, but you can also choose to have elective ultrasounds to determine baby gender or just share a special moment with friends and family. Joining us in the studio today is Michelle Perez, a perinatal sonographer who has her own mobile ultrasound business, and uh, I've personally experienced this business. Michelle has come over to my house and done ultrasounds um, personally for me and my family, and I can tell you guys a little bit more about that later, but uh, Michelle, let's first... know start the conversation by talking about ultrasounds welcome to our show it's a pleasure to have you here thank you i'm happy to be here so okay so if we're talking about the basics of ultrasounds here let's just talk about definitions what exactly is an ultrasound well ultrasound basically are you talking about physics in physics would actually be high frequency sound that is the human hearer cannot catch so, so sound waves. Sound waves, sound basically. Waves. But when it comes to ultrasound, as okay. a medical ultrasound, you know, a method that utilizes high-frequency sound waves that bounces off tissues, and that's what creates the images. Okay, so we're working with sound waves to form some sort of an image that we Correct. can see. And that's the same whether it's a 2D, 3D, whatever. Same thing. Same Everything type of technology. Small. Yes. And is there a difference, because I always get confused with this, between having an ultrasound and a sonogram? Like when we introduced you, it was a sonographer. So I hear these terms used, and I don't know if there's really a difference between the two. Um, well, for ultrasound, ultrasound, of course, is the method. Okay. It's the procedure itself, and sonogram is the image produced by the ultrasound. Sonogram. I see. Okay. Basically. And sonographer is the person who does the ultrasound. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> um, so the big question a lot of people have are, are ultrasounds safe? You know, there's a lot of women that don't want to have ultrasounds or, or at least want to limit them. You know, I've talked to a lot of women that they're a little bit, you know, scared of them, you know? Um, well, so with ultrasounds, as of say, there has not been, you know, no known biological effects. I mean, okay. it's been used for many, many decades, and a lot of the machines that are used 
like, you know, the famous machines like General Electric, uh, Philips, Siemens, all of those are calibrated and operated to the safe operating standards. Okay. So a lot of, I guess, how you, how would you say this? A lot of people who research on ultrasound get what they get on the internet. Mm-hmm. And I think you pull up all these studies and um, a lot of these studies that I've read too, they're actually based on ultrasounds that exceed those, those intensities that the ultrasound machines don't use at all. Oh. It's far, you know, way, way higher output intensities. And on top of that, they, they do these experiments for hours at a time. So Which you're never having an ultrasound no, for hours at a time. not at all. No, not at all. Ultrasounds are pretty much limited to an hour for diagnostic, not unless clinically indicated they would want to evaluate something else or have you come back. Okay. Um, for elective ultrasounds, it's definitely kept less than 30 minutes, for sure. Okay. Um, Annie, what are your thoughts on ultrasounds? Um, you know, I think that you can read a lot of things on the internet and get scared of it, you know, yes. and um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm involved in the birth community and there's definitely... Um, you know, different th- thoughts um, of safety and, you know, limiting things. And, um, you know, so I think everyone just has to find a, a medical care provider that they trust and and uh, go on, you know, what good research indicates. So, I mean, for, for me personally, um, I, there wasn't a medical reason to have uh, an ultrasound, um, but everybody's in a different situation. I mean, I, I had a couple of miscarriages. And so for me, an early ultrasound just to get a heartbeat check, was I needed that for my mental health right. more than I needed for, for physical health. You know, and then and it's really same thing with the baby that I'm holding right now who's sleeping so wonderfully. I know. Keep sleeping, baby. Um, <laughs> I had one at 28 weeks, uh, not because I wanted to know the gender, but just because for my peace of mind, I wanted to know going in, are there uh, markers for Down syndrome? Yeah. Um, not that anything would be you know, done, you know, again, that's a very personal decision. Uh, But I wanted to know going into, you know, do I have to prepare and have things ready when it's time for the birth? Is my baby, does is my baby being born with special circumstances or, you know, a special situation with some medical needs um, that could be indicated by an ultrasound, you know? And so when the bill of health came up clear, again, for my own mental health, I felt it was worth getting that ultrasound, even though, you know, technically, yes, would I have had a very healthy baby without the ultrasound? Sure. You know, mm-hmm. so so it was more for me than, than for my baby. Sure. Yeah. So, Michelle, how accurate would you say ultrasounds are? And does it depend on the equipment? Because I know not all ultrasound equipment is created equally. <laughs> well, let's see. Um, I've worked with various machines. Sure, <laughs> sure. Um, I believe accuracy is dependent on many factors, you know, such as gestational age, um, also based on fetal positioning is also based on operator's experience, so sonographer's experience, and also some, you know, like what you mentioned, cert- depends what, what type of machine you would use. Um, the accuracy of ultrasound is greater in the first trimester when determining due date. Okay. And assist with that. So if there's any ultrasound that's super important, it's probably that first one? Is that yes. what you would say? Okay. It's more, the accuracy is higher in terms okay. of the due date. And also, ultrasounds have a higher accuracy in predicting gender after 16 weeks, but even as early as 14 weeks. But then again, you have all these factors. Right. Exactly. So I have a question. So Go. the ultrasound machine, now, now I see a perinatologist, but before we knew that they were twins, I was seeing a regular OB. And there's different machines that are in the OB's office than what my perinatologist uses. So what can we tell people as far as, we mentioned there's different types of brands of machines, right? We mentioned that. But like, what do we need to know about 
something that, again, we would use in an everyday OB environment versus your 20-week ultrasound or something like that. You know, I mean, do they, are they, the machines drastically different and how Mm. are they different? You know, there are many models of ultrasound machines out there, such as, you know, General Electric, GE, Philips, and the Siemens, which are a few of the popular ones that are utilized in OBGYN clinics and hospitals. All the machines are good and they, you know, they share all the same level of accuracy to evaluate a pregnancy, but others may have better features and upgrades. Like what are some of the upgrades um, or features? I would say like, for example, a lot of uh, the high-risk clinics have uh, a program where you could, uh, a package where you could specify just to view the fetal hearts. Okay. Um, now there's a setting for that, that, you know, like people would set up specific settings just for the fetal hearts. Okay. So for brand new mamas or mamas to be out there who have never had an ultrasound before who are listening to this, what can we expect during an ultrasound? What typically okay. happens? <laughs> <laughs> so um, first, you know, when I when I see a patient working, working at the U, I, I do introduce myself and bring them to exam room. Um, I also try to explain to them the type of ultrasound they're having, um, whether it be a growth or an anatomy scan, tell them how long it is, what to expect, and, um, and then I also verify their due date, most importantly. I have them sit on a scanning bed, you know, have them lay down, get very comfortable, you know, prop their pillows, after they want pillows underneath their knees, and then that's when I put the gel on them. Now, why so, is it important that we are in that kind of reclining position? In late trimester, you want to be slightly elevated up, so you won't lay flat on your back, so you won't be compressing your great vessels. So okay. what happens is, like with, I know since you're pregnant with twins, you would have to lay on your side. It's yeah. due to the pressure of babies laying on your back, you tend to constrict the blood flow going up to your head. Therefore, it makes you nauseated, dizzy. Oh, so it's really like for wanna... our comfort. Yes, basically. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, now, what is the purpose of the gel? So the gel, so um, ultrasound cannot travel through air. So the gel serves like as a medium. So huh. when you have the gel with the ultrasound transducer, which is emitting the sound waves, it helps transmit the sound waves to the skin. So that's the reason for it. Does temperature of the gel have anything to do with it? Do you have like, <laughs> like gel coolant, you know, like let's get as cold gel as possible. warmers. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's interesting because the last ultrasound I had, it was very warm. Yes. And, but the ultrasound place where I got my ultrasound, they also, I mean, it's not like they just do ultrasounds for babies. Like they did ultrasounds for like yeah. prostate. I'm like, yeah. oh, that that would be, you know, uncomfortable. It's <laughs> <laughs> cold gel there. So yeah, I'm like, but it was the first time that it had warm gel so yeah we we utilize um at the u we do utilize uh warm bottle you know bottle warmers um and it's it's amazing because moms would brace literally as in like here's gel and they're like their face would be squinting i'm like oh it's warm i'm like yes it's warm (laughs) (laughs) so yes i mean most most places i know they would provide the warm gel i mean i could imagine uh, doing other ultrasounds other than babies and it would be so cold (laughs) <laughs> okay, so now we, we kind of know what to expect in an ultrasound, right? So um, we need to clarify this a little bit. So for low-risk pregnancies, because I'm considered high-risk, I get a lot more ultrasounds. But if we're talking about <laughs> the average pregnancy, um, how many ultrasounds will a pregnant woman get? Um, for low-risk, based on what I, on the, the yeah. clinics, you know, the clinic that I work in, uh, we get about three for low three. risk. So three means to say the very first one is the first trimester okay. ultrasound, verifying dates, verifying everything's fine. You do a few prenatal testings along with that. Then you have, then you come in for second trimester ultrasound, which is the anatomy scan, which is between 18 and 20 weeks. Okay. If that clears out well, you know, everything's good, then you don't come back anywhere between, I'd say 32 to 38 weeks 
for your growth, and that usually is the final growth scan. I think, um, and Annie, I don't know if you can chime in on this because I know you've received different prenatal care than me, but it seems like with my singletons, I really um, I really only had, well, it was a little bit different with my last because I had gestational diabetes, so they were doing a lot of the non-stress but my, my tests. My first two, I had, uh, I had OB care for my first, and then with my okay. second, I had uh, co-care. Okay. Uh, but it may be a little bit different, too, because I had military insurance, okay. and they're cheap. Uh, so, you know, it's like, <laughs> do we have to pay for this? No. So, you know, I mean, um, for my first one, I only got one. I got oh, the wow. I, I got the uh, anatomy scan, which is where we found out baby's gender. Uh, for the second one, I had had uh, three losses in between my oh. first and my second babies. Uh, and so that was me begging and pleading and saying, I'm going to be a basket case, um, you know, unless I can, you know, I, I can't I can't wait for the Doppler. Like I need to yeah. see this, and so that was the only reason that I got a second ultrasound. It depends. We usually get referrals for the anatomy scan too, but you know it's a co-care. Like they have a midwife, and once we clear out with the anatomy scan, they continue their care with the midwife. So it just okay. it it varies. It also depends on insurance, depends on your doctors what they want. If sometimes they want patients to come to us just for the first trimester to make sure everything that's fine, then they right. continue the anatomy. Right. But generally, it's usually three. That's all. Okay, well, when we come back, we'll discuss the different types of ultrasounds common during pregnancy. Also, what is the difference between a 2D, 3D, and 4D ultrasound? We'll be right back. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. Welcome back. Today we're discussing ultrasounds and what to expect during your prenatal care. Okay, so Michelle, um, when we're talking about different ultrasounds, we hear stuff about like, okay, this is a level one ultrasound, this is a level two. Can you kind of break that down for us and tell us what exactly are we talking about there? So level one ultrasounds is the basic, pretty much. Um, it's mainly, of course, uh, people usually go through level one initially if you're low risk. Okay. Um, the sonographer just takes measurements um, and images of your de- developing baby, and they also assess the surrounding structures, such as your ovaries, uterus, babies, placenta, and amniotic fluid. Okay. Um, if suspected, you know, for abnormalities or anything that they see in an ultrasound, then that's when you get moved on to level two. Okay. For level two ultrasounds, they're more in-depth. We do everything that level one does, but focus more on specific areas such as the heart, the brain, the spine, the limbs. So like your 20 week, is that a level two? Um, Level two, you could actually go in as first trimester in level two as well. So when you say level two, it's the the type of specialty that's provided, like the type of doctors that are also there. So for level two, you could have a perinatologist, uh, you know, and you could have a radiologist who's a fetal specialist. Okay. So, I mean, all of my ultrasounds now are with a perinatologist. Does that mean all of mine are considered level, level two? two? Because Definitely it's a perinatologist yes. that's doing it. Yes. Okay. So, it's not just about the type of equipment they're using. It's about who, who, who who's who doing the tear. Exactly. <laughs> what their pay grade is. <laughs> and then with level two, you know, your um, the sonographers are also, you know, trained to look at specific things. Okay. So, you know, to look at the heart, to look at the brain, uh, to look at other 
aspects. So okay. it's very in-depth with sonography. It's a, a specialized field. So we hear a lot about 2D, 3D, and 4D ultrasounds. Okay, so let's let's break this down a little bit because I think there's a lot of confusion as to <laughs> what does what. So uh, hel- help us break this down, Michelle. Okay, so 2D ultrasound um, is the, the traditional method that everyone sees. It's uh, basically black and white, flat, two-dimensional screening of babies. So for an example, when the first thing that mom notices is a profile view in ultrasound. That's 2D. Okay. With 3D ultrasound, um, it's an advanced method of 2D. This is where you're able to capture baby's face. Okay. So just the face. So just, we're not talking about the body. Um, no, pretty much anything. So okay. three-dimensional is just... Um, we could, the, the, the third aspect of dimension, it looks yes. like it's coming out of the screen. At yes. You're like, yeah, you're like, oh, I can recognize that face. This is where we're like, well, that blur is like the nose might be like the husband's. <laughs> or the <laughs> shadow. Exactly. Oh, wait. No, that's the elbow. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> So basically, it's just, um, you know, it's a software acquisition of 2D. Okay. And um, that's where you could appreciate, like what you said, um, baby's face. You know, you could notice certain features like, oh, you know, baby has mom's nose, you know, dad's lips, this and that. Um, With 4D ultrasound is actual 3D ultrasound, but moving in real time. Mm -hmm. So you get to see baby yawn. You get to see baby move. um, You get to see baby make facial expressions and ultrasound, but it's three-dimensionally. Three-dimensionally, but 4D is 3D in real time. So does that, if you took a video of 3D, would that be 4D then? That's correct. I see. (laughs) So it's moving images of the 3D. Okay. So, but if I just had a still image, it would be 3D. Still image, three-dimensionally, 3D. Yes. Okay. So that's the difference then. Yes. Got it. <laughs> and and are there different machines that do, I mean, are there just machines out there that just do 2D um, as opposed to the 3D, 4D? Um, yes, there is. Um, there's certain machines that don't have the uh, 3D, 4D capability. Um, it depends. Depends what okay. specialty you're in. But most majority of most clinics would have them. Okay. Would there be a reason, like when I hear, you know, people talk about 3D, 4D, it's usually, oh, I want to see what my baby looks like or um, perhaps baby gender or something like that. But would there be a medical reason why you'd want to see a 3D, 4D image? Actually, at the uh, UCSD, we do 3D as part of our... our oh, you do? Yes, for diagnostic okay. purposes. We utilize 3D to, you know, investigate certain spine abnormalities. Ah. Um, we also use it to evaluate certain facial Abnormalities, abnormalities too, as well as cleft lip palate. Mm. Um, we also utilize it to, you know, take a look at the brain. So with 3D, when it says three-dimensionally, not only is it superficially, but we could render it in three slices. So it's probably what you guys don't see in three-dimensional, but mm-hmm. we're able to see it as we're trying to look. So we're, in, right. we're able to see baby structure in three planes. Okay. So when you want to look at a brain abnormality or you, you want to make sure that baby doesn't have like, uh, you know, for example, like a, a Chiari malformation is where the, the cerebellum is like a banana shape. We, we do 3D rendering of that to make sure that, you know, is, is the actual cleft present or not. So it's, it's used, you know, it's used widely in a lot of clinics who use it for that purpose. Well, I had a question about 2D versus 3D. Now, I mean, on the, some of the tinfoil hat, you know, websites, you know, talking about, well, there's more power, you know, with, with the 3D. Is that is that true? Or is there um, more risk with a 3D, 4D? Or, or you know, because I, I think the assumption is, oh, well, you're just getting, a, you know, a 3D because you just want to see your baby's face. And, you know, <laughs> and, and like, well, you know, I mean, obviously it sounds like what you're saying is that there's real good medical reasons that uh, 3D can come in real handy and is a great yes. tool for the... Uh, medical care provider. So with uh, the difference between 2D, 3D, is there any 
like extra exposure, there is absolutely none. Like all it is is with the 3D and 4D, it's just um, data acquisition. So it's actually the computer technology that's in the ultrasound machine that renders that, which is amazing. I think um, it does not. But it's not like you're transmitting more power into the belly. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. It's mm-hmm. the same exposure as 2D. And it's, I'm glad you mentioned, that's a really great question because a lot of people always ask. And I told them it's just the same output as you have with a 2D. All it is is just computer manipulation, no increased intensities, no zapping wave, you know, sound waves, extra sound waves at all. It's completely the same as 2D. So up until this point, we've really been talking about the ultrasounds that you would get, you know, by your OB, um, more for medical reasons, but I want to shift the focus a little bit because there's another side to this, the elective ultrasounds that we can receive. And and a lot of this, and I certainly find no fault in this, I've done this with all of my kids, I do want to know whose nose that baby has (laughs) before I see them come out of the birth canal. Um, (laughs) And for, for my personal situation, you know, it was really neat where I don't have family nearby so yeah you know to have uh it was uh, just a dvd dvd taken up of of yeah. the uh you know looking at the screen basically as the sonographer was doing doing his images but that was sure nice and you know dad's on deployment nine thousand miles away I and know, so yeah. for him right. to you know be like you know i could mail him the dvd right. and then it was like he could be involved in the right. pregnancy yeah. so that That's was amazing. just a really neat service you know yeah. Michelle, what are some of the common reasons that people have elective ultrasounds? Well, first off, elective ultrasounds are very optional. So it's up to mom if, if she would want one. We primarily just focus on just superficial structures. So we look at the face, we look at the foot, we look at fingers, look at the back of baby's, you know, spine. Um, sometimes we have parents listen to baby's heartbeat and um, also just watching baby in 4D. So I think the reason why mothers choose to have elective ultrasound is that's you know it's just simple it's they want to see baby mm-hmm. um elective ultrasound i think is the extra time that you don't get when you do a prenatal ultrasound because when you do a prenatal ultrasound you know the sonographers are basically just looking out after one thing and that's baby's well-being right um you don't have time to really show all the little details that you'd want to show your husband or your kids and with an elective ultrasound it just provides that little bonding time to you know that reassurance like how you wanted to hear baby's heartbeat it was just that one thing that you will make you happy and content inside right that's what I think okay well Michelle I definitely want to talk about your business because I feel like you've taken this to the next level and it's something that I'm really excited about um as you guys know I'm a mom of two already with two on the way and um as we were just saying it's hard to you know the whole thing about not being able to videotape or take your kids into you know where you're having your ultrasound performed it always kind of rubbed me the wrong way because I always felt like it was supposed to be a personal experience and a memorable one and um and I love what you've done so tell us a little bit more about First Hello. So I'll just let you know how it all first started. Sure. <laughs> so, um, you know, with First Hello, I've been working in a fast-paced, um, high-risk obstetric field for over six years now. You know, I've seen the experiences that mothers would go through, good and bad. I think that, you know, there should be more time for bonding. I think mom, you know, it should all be about mom. It should, you know, give her the extra time to want to look at baby's face, baby's foot, baby's hand, anything to even share that experience with her kids, her kids running around the house, Mm -hmm. her kids being there, you know, um, her friends, grandparents, you know. So um, with First Hello, that's how it was born. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so we need to clarify. So it's a it's a mobile company, right? So you go to people's homes. Yes. And and, and that's the difference between just, you know, Googling 3D, 4D ultrasound companies is that most of those have their own, you know, places where you're still going to have to travel. Yes. You know, and then there's great things about those too. I don't want to knock those. But what I, what I really love is that, again, you know, the more kids you have, the less mobile you become as a mom, <laughs> right? Yes. So I was very grateful when Michelle came over to my house to do this personally. Um, and, and I should say that Michelle is the first person that told me that they were girls, um, which was a, an amazing experience in itself. And I love that you launched this business. I know there's not a lot of companies out there that are doing this. In fact, I think you said there's like a handful across the nation, right? Yes. There's only, I would say, a handful in the United States that are doing it. And I think I'm the first in San Diego. Yes. Well, congratulations <laughs> to you. I think this is amazing. A uh, lot of kudos for starting your own company. <laughs> well, thanks, Michelle, for joining us today. Welcome. For more information about Michelle, as well as our panelists, you can visit the episode page on our website. This conversation continues for members of our Preggy Pals Club. After the show, we'll discuss ways to prepare to have an elective 3D, 4D ultrasound to ensure the best pictures of your baby. For more information about our club, you can visit preggypals.com. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com records. Before we wrap today's show, here's Jeanette McCulloch with some of the best online pregnancy resources. Hello, Peggy Pals. I'm Jeanette McCulloch of Birthswell. We at Birthswell believe that you, as a mother, will make the right decisions for your pregnancy and birth when you have access to evidence-based information and a strong support system. That's why I'm here to share with you new media tools to find the information that's right for you. We would like to think that most of the decisions our healthcare providers make in pregnancy and birth are based on the latest, most accurate research. The reality, though, according to a recent study, is that the guidelines obstetricians use to make decisions about our care are only based in research about a third of the time. Rebecca Decker is a PhD and assistant professor of nursing who is dedicated to finding the highest quality research evidence and turning it into summaries that you can use. Her blog, the aptly named evidencebasedbirth.com, provides everything you need to advocate for your birth. Want to talk to your doctor about continuous fetal monitoring? Print out the short practice bulletin written in the language doctors speak to share and start off the conversation. Want to know more about what the research tells us about the most effective pushing positions? There's a post on that, too, that you can read, plus real-life testimonials from mothers who have tried the positions themselves. You can find Rebecca's blog at evidencebasedbirth.com. You can also join the conversation on her Facebook page. Just follow the link from the blog. Thanks for listening to today's tools for finding the information that's right for you. And be sure to listen to Peggy Pals for more great pregnancy tips in the future. 
If you have a pregnancy resource you would like to share with our audience, call the Preggy Pals hotline at 619-866-4775 and we'll include your resource in a future episode. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Preggy Pals. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Parent Savers, for parents with newborns, infants, and toddlers, the boob group for moms who breastfeed their babies, and twin talks for parents of multiples. Next week, we're continuing our series on getting pregnant by discussing common fertility treatments. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair all delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.